big episode of the Nordies podcast. Is it welcome to Wareville as the Minnesota Wild and Timberwolves are red hot? We talk about some big NFL news, John Morant, and what the Vikings are going to do in the draft. Here we go. Jim, how is it going today? Ah, stupendously. How are you, man? Hey, we are doing great. Lots of amazing things happened this weekend in sports. Both of our soccer teams, we're not going to talk Premier League, but both of our soccer teams had huge days. That was fun. You uh, and But Le- we kind of are right now. Liverpool <laughs> destroyed Man United 7 to nothing, and Arsenal oh, had a come-from-behind 3-2 victory on the last kick of the game. Team of so. destiny type of, of, of game. Not say anything's a given here. Yeah. But it did feel good. It did feel good. So I guess we said we weren't going to talk about but it. But that's it. But that's it. That's it. There you go. So if you came for the Premier League takes, come back next week, I guess. Go get a soft serve ice cream or something. We're all done here. <laughs> all right. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today uh, in the world of sports. But before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from. Get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Share our shit little bit thank yeah. you yeah do that yeah all right um what are we drinking today jim you got some weird beer and i love that this is lupulin uh i don't know if we've given them the nordy we may have yeah, we but they've, they're always nominated um this is a weird one man this is their sticky puddles which they do it's like big fruited beers sours this has this is the pineapple upside down cake version and it is big and wild and fun and very sweet. I wish I had a small pour. <laughs> You're already intimidated. We get the full 16-ounce pours. And guess what? We're going to drink them all. Yeah, no, it's it's good. And get a bellyache. It is. <laughs> Let's go. It is good, but like... If you went to Lupulin, it would be so nice to get a small pour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we got four cans here, so we're going big. We do. We do have four cans of it here. Um, All right. So we're going to dive right into um, our our sports takes this week but before well not before right no, i think we're ready the, the place we're going to do that at is we're going to start with the hottest team in all of minnesota it's the minnesota wild yeah they are which feels nice they are absolutely on fire in their last nine games they have eight wins and one overtime loss which means they've got 17 of a possible 18 points that's pretty good they had a masterful trade deadline they are um, moving uh, picks that they got for facilitating trades to add pieces that could help them in the postseason. Um, Grandland, I'm sorry, not Grandland, Kaprizov, mm. the new Grandland, Kaprizov. Yeah, the better Grandland. Um, Kaprizov had a hat trick. He had two goals another night. He's a one-man team some games. He's turned into one of the, I think, faces of the NHL. Yeah, is what I would say. I think he's like he's one got of the a best. bit of a of a ceiling there with him being Russian. Yeah, for him being like a superstar. Yeah, but he also just seems like such a good time. Yeah, he seems like a nice kid. Like he's smiling. He goes with. He does the stupid press. Um, you know the promo stuff. He's got a good attitude. I like it. Yeah. So and he should just never go back to Russia again and get stuck there. That yes, was scary. That was really scary. Um. Yeah. So this team went from like we were talking two weeks ago. Uh, maybe three weeks ago, we were talking about how they should be sellers at the deadline. Yeah, you and, said that that was your take, your take specifically. And I, I don't regret that take because right. I think that as long as they're not mortgaging the future. Which they didn't have to do. Which they didn't have to do at all. They are able to still be competitive by making kind of smaller moves. And so I do think that that was um, a huge win for them mm-hmm. in this deadline. Um, so what they did is they were using what cap space they have for the rest of this season, which was more than almost anyone in the league, which doesn't make sense because the next two seasons, they have like no cap space. Okay. So this is what they pretty much did. I'm going to combine all the wild trades instead of going through them piece by piece in all the wild traded Jordan Greenway, Mm -hmm. who's been terrible this year. Uh, that saves them $3 million a year the next two years, which they desperately need that space. Some player named Andre Suster, who I've never heard of. Okay. Nikita Nestorenko, who we owned his rights, but he hadn't signed a contract with us, and the rumor was he wasn't going to. Mm. Okay. 
Fuck a, that guy, then. A 2023 fourth-round pick and a 2024 third-round pick. Those are all the things that we got rid of. Okay. In return, we got the injured um, but very talented Gustav Nyquist. We got the big power forward, who's our Jordan Greenway replacement, Oscar Sundquist. We got the forward who used to be with us before he broke his arm, Marcus Johansson. We got the one of the best offensive defensemen in the league, even though he's a terrible defensive defenseman, <laughs> John Klingberg, who was like a superstar player a few years back. Okay. And uh, we got a two, 2023 second round pick and a 2024 fifth round pick. What? So we came up with picks too. <laughs> so we got better picks and we got four players and we traded a guy who wasn't going to sign with us, a guy I've never heard of, and Jordan Greenway. <laughs> let's go <laughs> i think this was a masterpiece i know teams did more i know teams made bigger trades i know teams got better uh than the wild did but i think for a team that has to understand that their window is going to be open in the next few years i think that the wild did a an incredible job of strengthening in the short term with a bunch of smart smaller moves while preparing for kind of cap hell in the next two years and then eventually for their window to hopefully open up after that. So okay. I thought that the Wild crushed this deadline. I think Bill Guerin is one of the best GMs in the entire NHL. And it also came out that uh, on The Athletic that the Wild have the number one prospect pool of Ooh. any team in the league. I love hearing that. I hear that a lot, though, and we never win any championships, but... I do like that, right? It's better than hearing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do think it's it's nice, especially for a team that doesn't have money, that they're going to at least have some kids who are coming up and hopefully can fill some of those roles. Yeah. So so they're they're winning in the front office. Yes. They're winning on the ice. They're winning in the draft mostly, though. I love it. So, like, I don't I, – I should know the guy's name. People are probably screaming at their – their device that they're listening on right now but i don't know the guy's name but there is a guy who works for us and he's like the head of scouting and drafting or whatever for the for the organization Mm -hmm. and i think he's pretty widely seen as the best at that in the business okay and so i think we're just slaughtering these drafts every year and like we're moving around in the drafts we're finding talent all over the place and these guys are turning into some serious prospects so i think that even though we are not probably a real true contender to win the cup. And even though we probably won't be the next two years, I think the future is very bright for the wild. I love that. That makes me feel good. I think the athletic also ranked us as like the fourth best team over the next five years. Okay. So like, so we're in the mix. Other people are recognizing that. Yeah. I think people understand that like what's happening in Minnesota is really good and they're banking. We probably would be higher if, they didn't have to count next year in that. Oh, we that be probably way next higher. year just dropped us. Yeah, I mean, I think just like having some cap space and like being able to fill out your whole roster with that cap space would change everything. Like, who's gonna be the team. best in like twenty twenty six? Let's wow. go. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm ready. Hopefully. I can wait. If if I, I mean, better not get hit by a fucking bus before they win something. I mean, we have had these years before where we've heard, oh my gosh, in two years, the wild are going to be incredible. And it's like... Then Better buy your... Secure your yeah. season tickets now. And then nobody did a single thing. You know, like it never worked out for us. So, I mean, it could go either way. I, know, I, I do think we should feel pretty positive. And I think that they are pretty firmly a playoff team. And I, I, I'm i starting to believe a, a little bit, at least. I believe. All right. Uh, let's move on to the other team that's hot. I'm going to call them the erratic Timberwolves. Sure. That's but, good. That's fair. But they're back to their winning ways. I like it when we're up on the roller coaster. Yes. The roller coaster has been going all year. Yes. But I do think that they, um, I feel like the ship has been righted a bit with Mike Connolly. Yeah. Um, not even just for like what he contributes stat wise, but Gabby. Has been awesome. He's averaging yeah. like 19 and 12 yeah. and 8 and 2 blocks uh, since the 9th of February, which is right around when Conley got here. So that's been very, very positive. Like, I actually like seeing him come out yeah. on the court to get minutes now. Oh, absolutely. And I think, like, the team ebbs and flows with Edwards quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's hot. We're hot. When he plays well, we usually play well. And we there are win. nights where he doesn't, and the other guys all pick up the slack. But I think like when he is playing well, the whole team follows his lead. Mm-hmm. 
We've talked a lot about how we're huge Jade McDaniels fans on this show. <laughs> Is he not coming up to be like... So I had my my preseason takes, and I said that he would be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. That was a great take. It, I, I think it... it in the conversation, because he, he probably he, won't win he it, won't but he win could it be- win it next year. Because if he does this all year, he will. He won't win it because he plays for Minnesota. Right. But if he didn't play for Minnesota, everyone would be talking about his defense. Yeah. He's one of the very best in the entire league. Um, he's going to be like this weird kind of, of star player who does it more in the intangibles and the defensive side than mm-hmm. on the offensive side. And I feel like we're so like ready to just believe anyone who scores points is a superstar. Right. But there's he just could so be much... like um remember when everybody wanted PJ Tucker yeah on the team and he was like dude biggest free agent cuz yeah. he just does these things that nobody else does. Yeah. That's 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 a good place to be. That's how you have to have some of those guys to win. And like as much as we think of Draymond as a guy who can score, Draymond really made his career by doing everything else. Yep, yep. He did score and he did shoot the ball, but he was a great rebounder. He was a great defender. He was a great passer. He was just great at every other part of the game as well. And so when you had scorers like Clay and Steph, a guy who was just a superstar at all of the intangible parts of the game, and even like kicking guys. Doesn't, it good off the ball, right? Like yeah. doesn't need to hold the ball. He's exactly. shutting one or two defenders or offenders down at any given time. And I think like Jaden, there is nights where he goes off for 20 as well. Like mm-hmm. I he think can that, score. that part of the game is going to keep developing for, for him. And so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about that a lot. Big Jaden fan. Loving that. I think the core right now is, I mean, you have to consider Towns part of it because he still is. Dude. Under contract, but I just I I like I don't think I can imagine a, a a way right now unless he comes back. He will. And we have a great playoff with him. I think that could happen. Could. Yeah. But I mean, he also isn't just going to come back and be a star player after missing months of time. Yeah, I mean, I th- I still think he could he'll be able to shoot. Um, he may not be quite as quick. I don't know. It is weird, and you know, the, the the whole thing is weird. You know, he just like. He just bought Jordan Woods a fucking Lambo and had it delivered to her house. Hmm. Dude needs to focus on his damn calf. He does. And I so, don't know. It's just weird. It's I, just, it, it gives just, me weird vibes. But here's the thing. The people that are saying, just trade him now. Like, we won three games in a row. Bro, we're probably going to lose two in a row. Like, you know how, like, you set a roller coaster? You know how the roller coaster you get on and it's crazy ride. You go up, down, and you end up in the same exact spot at the end to get off? Yeah. That's what the Wolves are doing. That's, That's why they're the always five hundred. Yeah, they they just to have a good week and then a bad week, and we write we write their obituary one week and then we you know buy playoff tickets the next week. Yeah, and so I think it is. We they, need a home playoff, and we're close. We are close. We're the sixth seed right now. Only like two games, two or two and a half games back from the four seed, and you yeah. want to get on that top half, get those home games, home series. That'd be exciting. It is. So I do think that that is a real option. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I just don't know where when Towns comes back. Like we are, we are in like the waning days of the season. Yeah, and we're still getting no updates. And it's like it's so bizarre because you you watch like a top level organization like the Warriors, and they are constantly giving updates about Steph's uh, yeah. injury and his recovery. And, and they're when, putting out videos of him shooting in the gym. Yeah, and then he's yep. gonna, this is when we expect him to be back. When he comes back, we're gonna play him on limited minutes, and like they have a plan. Yeah. And it's like it does. It just kind of feels like everybody's in the dark, and it almost makes me wonder if the wolves themselves feel like they are in the dark. Yeah, I could definitely imagine that. I could imagine Towns being a guy that's like, you know what? Um, I don't trust the staff, the the medical staff there. I'm gonna use my own people, and you know, I'm just gonna go in for evals every once in a while. I don't think that he can come back next year without, like, being showing some serious promise. And playing well mm-hmm. the rest of this year. Yeah, and like, in the playoffs too, like you said. In the playoffs. like it, yeah. Unless he comes back and it, it looks like, wow, they won a playoff series. They look so great together. He's a star player. I don't think there's a way back for him because I think that the Wolves are probably really frustrated mm-hmm. right now. And so I it feels like a divorce ready to happen unless he can come back in the next two weeks or something and like, start contributing it's really bizarre i do think in the next two weeks he'll be back i do think this though like i feel like the wolves um have been playing without him all year and they're like in the mix in the west 
Yeah, which is fun. Although we did last week call the season a disappointment. Yeah. I think that's fair still. It has been a disappointment, but they are in the mix. And so I guess how I see it is like, it's been a disappointment. It has been a struggle. It's been up and down. But even without Towns, a big max all-star player. Our best player still. You are able to be in the mix in the West with Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Rudy Gobert, and now Mike Connolly. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of, you know role players and journeymen and so i think that it bodes well for the future of the team whether towns is on the team or whether he's not on the team Mm -hmm. either way it makes me feel like there is um some positive stuff coming i I like that Uh, and we're you know winning three games in a row especially going to the west and beating the the clippers and the lakers and the kings who are very good. good yeah um that that changes the conversation, it even does. if they lose a couple now. It does. Um, so I get that, and it, it is positive, but you you do kind of look at the whole situation. I do think that maybe Finch's job is more safe than we thought, even after just these few games. Um, like you said, he doesn't have all his tools to work with, right? And he's got all new people all the time, and he's still making it work a little bit. So, yeah, maybe. I guess like I guess the thing is, I feel like. The reason I feel like there's it's promising is because you watch some of these games where um, Jaden takes on a superstar like a um, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, yeah, takes sure. on Kawhi and just is awesome against yeah. him. Get in his in his face the entire time, making him pass, and he then just has to pass it away. And then you have Ant in games like the the same game where down the stretch you need a big basket, he goes to the hoop into three guys, yeah. gets the and one comes down it's a one score game late and he puts a dagger in him and then gets the big rebound to finish off the game yeah and you're like and when he just wants to he he <laughs> can do, can do anything everything yeah. he's he's so talented and he he seems to like live for those big moments and so i just think like i'm imagining next year a little bit better version of ant with the rest of this roster and then either towns added to it or, or what we get or for towns. multiple pieces that are good pieces for towns. Yeah. And either of those are really Sounds nice. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So you, t- you tell me we're going to be super excited for next year again. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will. I will. I will. I know. I'll just keep talking myself into it as long as Edwards <laughs> is on the team. I think I love it. All right. Um, let's talk a couple other things in, in basketball. So, okay. um, John Morant. Yeah. What the fuck is going on there? <laughs> I just don't know if I've watched someone commit career suicide more than I'm watching this guy. He, Maybe like Robert Downey Jr. Uh, in the like late 80s. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like This guy has the world at his fingertips. He could be the face of the NBA if he wanted to be. Just got a big Nike deal. Uh, the Grizzlies are third in the West. He's an all-star. Like an MVP um, candidate, all-star. He yeah. is one of the most exciting players in the league. I think before all this junk, he was one of the most uh, marketable players in the league. Yeah, he's actually averaging better in all stat categories than the year that D. Rose won the MVP than him. So That's like, wild. Yeah, like all of them. Yeah. So he's electric, but he's also very concerned with being a tough guy, I guess. I, I I don't really know how to describe what he's I mean, doing. We had the thing earlier in the year where he and his his buddies were pointing or had the red dot from a gun at the Pacers. At the Pacers, a team that, that when you game. try to, if I challenge you to to, to name every NBA team, the, you'd be like, <laughs> oh, "There's one more." Uh, oh, the Pacers. So who? What are you doing? Like, just let them be fucking like forgettable instead they have to go and flex on them and i'm guessing at this point we can just say that they had guns because yeah now we see a bunch of guns we see guns in everything he does so then after that you get this story that in a pickup game he punched a 17 year old 12 or 13 times in the face and then pulled a gun on him and then yeah went back inside his house and came out with the gun showing it and saying, I'll fucking kill you and threatening him. Then you have a story about him harassing like a mall security officer. Head of security in a mall getting just in fights and, and just, yeah. Yeah. There's and that then one. Then you have, after all of these stories drop, right? Like two days later, he decides to go on his, his Instagram and go live yep. at a club at three in the morning at a strip club. Yeah. Shirtless. 
flashing his gun everywhere. Drop, yeah, pulling out a t- tiny gun that I'm sure is nice because he can take it on the team plane without anybody finding it. So now he got suspended for two games. It's changed to indefinitely now. And that flips to indefinitely, which could be a big suspension. Which could be, yeah, because now they're looking at it. The police in Colorado are looking at it. This is, keep in mind, this is after a loss to to the Denver Nuggets. Um, they flew there on their plane. He brought a gun into an establishment that bans guns. So all those things add up. There's multiple possible crimes here, too. So um, I don't think he's going to end up with a felony, but he may be suspended the rest of the year, you know. Um, it's just, it's it's crazy to see. I do feel bad. Of course, it helps the Wolves out, but I don't, you know, I don't want to win that way. Um, I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay. I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> I want him in the first round now. Yeah, I think Desmond Bain. We need to look into him, too. I'm cool. I'm cool being the six seed now. Yeah. I'm like, give us the six. You're out of the plan. You get to play the Grizz. They're not going to finish the three, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I think this is crazy. I've never watched someone. I mean, this is like the only guy I can think of who is similar to this is Gilbert Arenas, another yeah. gun-loving guy who had a gun in the locker room. Yeah, gun in the locker room. I think they were playing cards in the locker room, and he pulled it out and threatened teammates over a card game. And I love that Gilbert Arenas has sort of like, you know, his image is a lot better now, and he's on these shows as like, well, we better call Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it from the source. So after that, they really changed the rules around guns. And so because he Mm -hmm. took this on a team flight, which is is against league rules. Yeah, it's a private plane. So like it's not I don't think it's a, you know, breaking the law with that. I don't know. But it is illegal for the NBA. I mean, not illegal, but it's against league rules. Right, right. So I think that this guy is just murdering his own career in front of us. And, you know, I don't feel bad for him at all. I don't have any sympathy. Yeah. I think that this kind of stuff is garbage. And I think, like, this guy is supposed, you know, he's probably, I bet you if you pulled um, young kids okay, that like loved the NBA. Nine, ja, ten-year-olds across the country. Ja would finish either one or two mm-hmm. as their favorite player. Yeah. And this dude is going to throw it all away because he wants to be tough and roll around with guns with his his buddies. Yeah. And everybody looks at his history and, you know, he went to a private school. His parents were together. He had a basketball court at his house. Um, he just doesn't really have that background where you look and say, gosh, you know, you got to feel for this guy. He yeah. came up. This might be, you know, he's struggling with with things. And, you know, maybe he had horrible traumas. I have no fucking idea. We shouldn't pretend to know that. But it's not like the, the typical, like, yeah, man, um, you know, I get it. This has been a rough background and he's trying to get out of it. He's like going into it yeah he's like he's, starting he's the, choosing the life. this life and he thinks that this is some positive thing for him i don't know i think that like i think like a lot of people um we've seen this a lot recently i yeah. mean we saw it with kanye yeah um, Kyrie, Kyrie. like you see it with these guys who are suddenly their brand becomes something that is pretty unpopular with the masses Mm -hmm. and at first they are like i don't care i don't care what people think i don't i do what i want i say what i want like people respect me as an individual i have freedom of speech i can do this this and this Mm -hmm. but eventually even if they're right that they have the freedom to do or say these things eventually you lose financially because you lose in the court of public opinion right and so i think like Maybe this won't hit him until the deals start drying up, and the yeah, bank. The Nike can- Nike has just said their only thing has been, "Hey, we appreciate that he is um, owning up to this." Because he had he made a comment like, "My statement is, you know, that I'm I own up to this and I'm going to work on myself or whatever." Okay, so Nike hasn't dropped him yet, but they dropped Kyrie, yeah. you know, and he, I don't want to compare situations, but you know, we can kind of compare mindset, which is I think what you're doing. I think like suddenly you have to decide like, Hmm, is it more fun to be a racist piece of crap publicly? Right. And privately. Yeah. Or do I like to be rich and famous and popular more? (laughs) And like, I think it should be an easy one. It's kind of scary that it's probably really easy for people to be 
publicly loved and just also be a big racist piece of shit behind the like oh. you, if you don't tweet it you pretty much don't get caught for it so yeah. just don't tweet the racist shit yeah it's like just... chris pratt could be an absolute <laughs> racist but we wouldn't know we wouldn't know because he just knows how to not say the th- you know so i guess just learn some of that I, I don't know yeah it sucks it's it, i feel bad for him a little bit you have no sympathy i have some um just because you never know what kind of mental shit he's going through uh, at the pressure to lead this team. I, I don't know, but he's crumbling, and it's wild, wild to see. All right. You have a game for us. I have a game. So, you know, we lost Ryan as a as a wonderful team member yeah. of this pod, and I thought, well, let's replace him with AI. Okay, I love okay. that. So the I'm only using... way we can. <laughs> exactly. This is like a John Henry situation. Ooh, explain that. Uh, wasn't John Henry the guy who like said he could like beat the machine and like hammering in the things on the railroads? Oh yeah, and, he, and then he he did, but then he died of a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> no, Remember that? No, his heart You're a exploded. History teacher, so you. Well, this isn't real. It's like a it's like a it's like a tall oh. tale. Oh really? It's like a Paul Bunyan. John Henry. I remember that. Yeah, and okay. he like he like, strong yeah. strong as John whatever. Yeah, and he could, he could hammer. Can you know the song? No, I've never heard the song. Okay, you Didn't... should write it. Make it up right now. <laughs> I could have I could have AI write a John Henry song right now. All right, so I've been using Chat GPT. Okay. Uh, just for many things, it's been very fun. Um, but here I had it, and this is going to be tough. I had it write 10 Minnesota sports trivia questions for you. Okay. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to read them off. There's 10 of them. This is And pressure. we'll see how you do. And I don't know if they're hard. I don't know if they're easy. Okay. Um, here we go. What year did the Minnesota Vikings join the NFL? I think that they joined the NFL in 1960. Dang. One. 1961. <laughs> the answer Damn. is 1961. Okay. I was who is the first Minnesota Timberwolves player to win the NBA Rookie of the Year award? Who is the first Rookie of the Year in the Timberwolves? This is a surprising one. Okay. You definitely know this person. Um. Hmm. Is it Isaiah Ryder? Andrew Wiggins in 2015. Dang. How about that? I really would have thought it was someone before that. <laughs> I know. But I don't remember Isaiah Ryder being a very good player. So I know. It's okay. hard to do. Okay. All right. So how about this one? Which Minnesota Twins player won the American League MVP award in 09? Okay. It could be one of two guys. Okay. Narrow it down um, for us. It's either Morneau or Mauer. Mm. I don't really know what year each of them did. I'm going to go with Mauer. You got it. Okay. <laughs> You're on the board, baby. All right. They're going to get easier, too. So okay. what is the name of the University of Minnesota football stadium? Um, Huntington Bank Stadium? Yes. Okay. Got one. All right. Which Minnesota Wild player won the Calder Memorial Trophy in 2016? Ooh. <laughs> this the is Calder tough. Calder Memorial. Yep. <sighs> I don't really know what that word is Artemi Panarin. Do you even know who that is? I don't think he played for the Wild ever. He said he won the Calder Memorial Trophy in 2016, but he did not play for the Minnesota Wild. Is this just a fucked up AI one? Yeah. All right, we're going to not count that one. (laughs) I haven't even read these. Which Minnesota Lynx player won the WNBA MVP award in 07, or 2017? 2017. This is I'm going to embarrass myself here. You um, better at least be able to name a, a WNBA player on the links. Come on. <laughs> just <laughs> Her name was... <sighs> Lindsay Whalen. No. It was, no. It was uh, Rebecca Brunson. Nice nice try. Sylvia Fowles. Oh, Sylvia Fowles. I got that. All right. This one's weird. Was it, that I her name, Rebecca you... Brunson? Is that really... Uh, yeah. I, I think that was actually... You got a good okay. guess in there. Okay. All right, which Minnesota Twins player hit the famous blooper bomba home run in Game Six of the nineteen ninety one World Series? Come on, um, let's go. Is it a name I would know? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kirby Puckett. Nice, nailed it. All right, um, here's another one. This is an easy one. What is the name of the Minnesota United's FC home stadium? Allianz. Beautiful. Okay. Which Minnesota Timberwolves player won the NBA Most Valuable Player Award in 04? Garnett. Now you're rolling, baby. Which Minnesota Vikings <laughs> quarterback threw the Minneapolis Miracle Touchdown Pass in 2018 NFL playoffs? It was... Um, why can't I think well, of his name? Oh, shit. Just, I, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> you. This is a gimme for you. It is a gimme. You were there. I was there. He's a white dude. Yeah. Yeah. And his name is... <laughs> Justin, no, stop. <laughs> what is his name? His name is 
rhymes with Fleenum. Oh, Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give w- that to you. I got to be honest with we, you. If we had sat here for five minutes, I would have got gotten it. But like, the fact of the matter was, like when you said that, I probably I wasn't actually that close. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a just-in-case Keenum. Yeah, in case. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so there you go. That was the first bit I like that. that we're going to use AI for. I'm going to start bringing AI in left and right. You might not even know when. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... It's the Ryan replacement is what it is. Exactly. But, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, no, I liked that. That was really hard. I loved the one that was the messed up one the best. Yeah, I know. He won it, but he would never played for the wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should maybe at least read them first because they absolutely are made Case up on Keenum, the spot yeah, by was, an AI. I don't know where I, my mind was with that one. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the NFL now. So the NFL, lots of things are happening. We're kind of in the combine beginning of free agency kind of things free agency is around the corner Mm -hmm. Derek Carr because he was cut was able to sign with a team before free agency starts okay and so he chose to sign with the New Orleans Saints I thought this was a bizarre move yeah I get the only thing I can what other teams do you think would would have taken the Jets wanted him badly and I just thought he was going to the Jets yeah um the only thing I can think is that Derek Carr uh, doesn't want to play in a big market. Really? And I, why would you think that is? Could he be? could have gone to the world's biggest market, and instead he chose the NFL's smallest market in New Orleans. Is it really? I, I think by like a great amount. Huh. Like you think of New Orleans as like this big place, but it's it's actually a it's a pretty small city. It's a pretty small city. It's a pretty it's the culture is huge maybe, but the city and the area surrounding areas is not a, a huge area, and so. He went to a pretty small market, a team that's pretty cash-strapped and has a lot of question marks. Um, okay. Their big weapons are Taysom Hill, who I don't even know what position he plays. Yeah, no, they don't either. Kamara, uh, who is under investigation for a felony assault. Not good. And Michael Thomas. And an aging running back in general. Yeah, and then Michael Thomas, who's been injured for like the better part of four years right. and might not be on the team this year. I thought this was bizarre. Okay. Like, really weird. Um, I mean, do you think that this helps them? A I lot. Mean, a lot. Yeah. He's good. Is he? Yeah. He's like Kirk Cousins. Okay. Like, if he was in the right situation, he could win. And if he's not, it probably doesn't look that good. Yeah. There is a group of good quarterbacks who, when the when everything is right around them, can look like superstars. Yeah. And so, I think he's probably kind of in that category. And if everything is Eli Manning in that category, yeah, Eli Manning was firmly in that category. Okay, okay, just like just if, seeing if I'm getting the, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. category you're creating here. Yeah, like you're just you're a good quarterback. Um, I think like uh, guys I can think of: Matt Ryan, mm. Carson Palmer, um, uh, Matt Stafford, uh, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, um, maybe even Donovan McNabb. Okay. Like, just guys who are good. They're good players. Yeah. They're good quarterbacks, but they look really good when they're on really good teams. Okay. And so, I think he's in that, um, and I think that uh, he will make them a much better team, but, like, not a contender or anything. Okay. Well, fuck them. Um, I don't like the Saints, obviously. I hate the Saints. I mean, although that they are, a sh- a f- you know, a shadow of their former selves when we were really competing with them and we'd get matched up with them and you know either we'd knock them out or they'd knock us out yep um i just don't feel like they're a threat at all at this point so but we, we had some real wars we had some real wars with them though so yeah yeah i think that this makes them better but i mean it, it assures them that they're not going to win a super bowl probably there you go i like that all right so also aaron Rodgers came out of uh he like punxatani filled it and came out of like a dark, dark hole and uh but he's still when he came out he did not reveal anything still. he didn't reveal anything he maybe needs to go back for I, I think that aaron Rodgers is such a douchebag yep like i just can't believe um he cares more about himself and what people think of him than tom brady does by by a, a distance yeah like these guys are insanely famous around the world and some of the best people to ever play the sport. And he seems to care more about himself than almost anyone else I've ever seen in sports. Yeah. He, all he wants to do is create drama every off season about, will he come here and will he go there? He wants everyone talking about him and then he gets to make his decision. And then all year he has to put on this fake 
personality that he doesn't care about the media and all he cares about is winning and mm-hmm. every interview he's so cold and like he's too cool to be interviewed because all he cares about is football but which is just lies it's all just so phony and so constructed and like he went from a player that i i loved to hate or i cheered against who i would have done anything to have yeah. him play on the vikings i think he went from a player where i would for years i said he seems like a like a cool guy like a good guy yeah and yeah, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I just hate the Packers. And now, boy, do I hate them both. He just he went like full alt right on it. And I I don't know if the money did that to him or the people he hung out with, but it, it sucks. He sucks. He's just so garbage and so selfish. I just I don't know. I I literally cannot uh, handle him. I I can't handle any more off seasons where we have to like Aaron Rodgers watch everything. So what do you? What do you think, think is going to happen? What do you gonna, think you need to do? <laughs> I think he'll be back with the pack. Okay. And I'm really hoping, as someone who hates the Packers, that they triple down on him. Because mm-hmm. they've already doubled down. They might have right. already tripled down. They're just throwing everything in. They're going to go for it with another big... They'll probably bring in a receiver or another big offensive piece. And they're going to sign everyone they can. And they're going to lock up everyone they can. And they're going to try to run it back with Aaron Rodgers again. And I love that because eventually that is going to catch up to them. And yeah, I don't, I don't see him leaving green Bay. Yeah. So that would be, I mean, yeah, obviously he's a great quarterback still, but we want him there because it's going to fuck the team up for like 10 years. And then we just have a lot better chance to win our division for a long time. I kind of think so. Like at this point, I like that. I don't fear him anymore. Mm -hmm. And even though he won this, the MVP, two times in the last three years. I, I don't even know if I feared him then. I think like there was a period, you know, five to 15 years ago, like in that stretch. Yeah. Where every time he had the ball, I was just like, he's going to fucking score a touchdown. Hold him to a field goal. Yeah. Like it was just, it was so, he was so automatic. And I think that that fear that I had of him as a player is gone. And the mystique of him as a player is gone. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's more of a Joe Rogan, Pat McAfee guest than he is an MVP candidate, in my opinion. <laughs> right. And I just, I hope he's back because I want to end his career, you know, at mm-hmm. Lambeau and knock him out of the playoffs. That would be nice. That'd be great. Uh, I'd love to have him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> It would be great. I mean, having said all that shit, I'd, I'd take him on our pod. Hey, did you guys, did you hear that Tom Bernard is back? Have you seen the billboards? Have you seen the TV ads? No. Have you seen the radio? Have you seen the socials? I saw a little on social media. I think he's trying to do this independently. So he has a website, an app, and a podcast. And it's uncensored, baby. Now, Tom Bernard can be real fucking grumpy about everything. Did you like Tom Bernard in his hay? No. No. Um, no, I didn't. That being said, I'm going to try to get him on the pod to promote his pod. Okay. Should we do it? Yeah. Okay. I'll Let's try to it. get him on. I bet he does it because I he's, he trying to, he's from, doing all the media he can. I bet he does it from a distance, though. Yeah, I don't need him in the house. No, I don't either. No. <laughs> he'd be like, can I smoke in here? <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's fine. Uh, yeah, people smoke in here. <laughs> <laughs> we smoke in here all the time. Uh, cigars, yeah, everything. <laughs> all right, we'll, uh, we'll get Tommy B on. Okay. So, yeah, right. you're not excited about that, though. No, no. No. Unless he's listening, then yes, I am. Then yes, and we'd love to have him on the pod. I mean, I just think I might have to edit some stuff out if he was on. Like, <laughs> it's, be like, dude, uh, it's not uncensored like you think it is yeah. on here. You're not yeah. going to be talking about Hmong people, assimilator, get the fuck out. <sighs> no. <Did I> do <laughs> <it>? <laughs> hey, people don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some Vikings stuff here, okay? So... The NFL Players Association did their rankings 1 through 32 of the best places for free agents to go. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. rated the Vikings number one. I love it. I love that, too. It makes me proud. And, like, one of my big takes over the last few years has been that the Wilfs are some of the best owners in pro sports. You have repeated that many times. And that even though we haven't won a Super Bowl, like, we are consistently a good team. They put on a great product. They... Um, do a great job of like having an incredible stadium and a great experience for fans. They have some of the best facilities, maybe the best in the whole league. They always are going for it and trading for big players. They always have exciting players on the team. Mm-hmm. They really are great owners. And I think this is like a testament to that, Yeah, that it's a great place for players to be. A lot of the things the players loved were 
the stadium, the facilities, and then like how they take care of families. Mm. So daycare for families, yeah. events for the families. Help them. I've heard that like we'll help them buy their house and look for everything and yeah. like, just get them set up so they don't have to worry about it that. It seems like they really take care of the players in the in the organization. And I think like yeah, even... I know like who is um who is the guy that was really going through some mental pr- problems recently? Uh, Everson Griffin. The compassion the team showed him, yeah, and the grace that the team showed him, I think was really amazing at that time. I think so too, and I think that they just they are... didn't they didn't distance themselves from him. They embraced him and brought him back in and said, "We're going to help him." So I thought that was cool. I think that they are a top notch organization. Yeah. I really do, and I think like they're the best in the state. I know everybody would say. Well, they've never won a Super Bowl. But it, I think like there's a lot of luck that goes into winning Super Bowls, too. Mm-hmm. Like If you would have told the Chiefs when they drafted Patrick Mahomes, you can have any quarterback in this draft, I bet they wouldn't have taken Patrick Mahomes. Right. So, I mean, you can say, oh, good organizations, they find the right guys. But sometimes you get lucky, too. Mm-hmm. And I think like the Patriots, if they thought that Tom Brady was going to be so great, they wouldn't have taken him in the sixth round. Right, they would have taken him in the first round if right. they had such conviction about how great. That's he was a great. Be. That's a great point. Um, you know, I think the Packers having two all-time QBs, no QB issues besides the drama that's happening now, which is a wonderful <laughs> when you look yeah. at it that way too. Yeah, uh, that's pure luck. It is, and like good organizations put people in the right places to be successful. Mm-hmm. They hire good people to develop people. Like I get that. That all is part of being a good organization, but like. You can't tell me that that these te- you know you can't tell me that the Packers were super sold on Aaron Rodgers. It was more like Aaron Rodgers fell into their laps, and they were like, "Should okay. we?" Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know. And so I, I think like that to me is um, just something that you have to like win the lottery a little bit. Yeah, and I think the Vikings buy a lot of lottery tickets, and that's <laughs> and that's all we can ask for. That's all we can do. It really is. That's All nice right. to hear. So uh, they win that. Um, the Dolphins and the Raiders were the other two in the top three. Yeah. The Commanders were dead last. And I think the Cardinals were like right in front of them. The the Commanders being dead last gives the entire thing more validity. The Commanders. I mean, when I went to their stadium, I I was like offended. Is this FedEx Field? Yeah. It's okay. The worst. And you're never going back. I I would only go back. If when I are you like, going to Philly? pussy <laughs> he's afraid he's afraid to get his am. he's afraid to get a couple stitches in your head from a beer bottle really yeah, you're afraid i kind of am <laughs> like I, I think like younger me would have been like all about it and yeah now i'm old and i don't think i have that same you energy. can't take a punch no look at that look at that face like i don't want to go to a game and get punched <laughs> <laughs> i don't all right so let's talk about what happened um with the vikings eric kendrick's is gone Mm -hmm. cut saves the team almost 10 million dollars this was a no-brainer yeah does he he get picked up pretty quickly somewhere no because he's what you do you have to pick up his same contract no but he's 31 years old okay he was bad last year i think if he gets picked up by anyone it will be pretty late in free agency or like closer to the summer got it i think he's gonna like have to find it i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe some team is desperate for like an old slow <laughs> linebacker who is is not playing a very modern game but okay i do think that he was an obvious cut the other guys who um could be going adam thielen i think is going to be gone and we hear about that any day now Soon. or okay maybe this week yeah um dalvin cook is another one i think will probably be gone damn um that's gonna be Kind of an intense couple days when we hear about these big names like the stalwarts of the team for the yeah. past five, ten years, whatever it's been. Hicks and um, Zadarius Smith are probably the other two guys. Okay, I think they probably will also be gone. Um, I have heard some rumors that the team wants Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith to stay. I heard I've about heard. Pat Peterson um, just because Brian Flores like made a comment specifically like. Yeah, I want to find a way to keep Pat Peterson. So they're like, all right. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's... I didn't hear anything about Harry. So I think... Well, Harry's not a free agent. Yeah. He's under contract. Okay. So I think that they're going to try to get him to like renegotiate his deal or something. Do one of those bullshit things where it's like, if you take less now, then yeah. we'll give you some later or bonuses or whatever. Yeah. They're going to try to get him to take a deal because they're going to say, buddy, we are either going to have to cut you or you're going to have to 
you're going to have to take less money. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's going to be interesting to watch. And then this last week it was the Combine. So we wanted to come with a couple players that could be first-round picks for right. the Vikings. Now, And we say we, we mean you because I didn't even know the Combine happened. Okay. So yeah, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> are going to tell me about it. So here's the deal. I think that the Vikings will trade out of the first round. Okay. So Unless, we're not going for a QB. I, I mean, if if there's one that they could go get, maybe they will. Okay. But I think their plan will be that the QBs will be gone and the top guys they want are going to be gone. They only have four picks right now. Mm-hmm. I think they move down. Okay. So they get more picks. If they don't do that, though, here are some names. Many of these names, I'm sure if you're a big draft junkie, you'll be like, no way they get to the Vikings. But guys fall every year. So here are a few names I think that you could see. Um, Christian Gonzalez. He's the Oregon cornerback. He could be a top five pick. He could be a top 15 pick. Who knows? There's a lot of good corners. He probably doesn't get to them, but I'm sure they would love to have him. Um, Devin Witherspoon, another cornerback from Illinois. Um, again, probably out of our, our, you know, 23rd pick in the draft spot, but mm-hmm. could be a guy they'd look at. Same with probably Joey Porter Jr. His dad, Joey Porter, was a big superstar player who played for the Steelers for a long time. Remember him? Um, he's a Penn State cornerback. Um, the guy who I think I've heard the most ties to with the Vikings is cornerback Deontay Banks from Maryland. He's like a six foot two man corner who's big and physical and would probably fit perfectly in Brian Flores' defense. I think he will be there for us if we want him at that pick. He's a name to watch. If we go wide receiver, um, probably two of the very top guys, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison are the two guys. Smith and Jigba from Ohio State and Addison from USC. Um, They're two guys who I think if they were there somehow, we would probably be very interested. And Jigba is like a slot guy who could also play outside. He would probably fit like a glove next to Hawkinson and Jefferson. Okay. I don't think he'll be there for us, but I think they would love if he was. And then I'd say quarterbacks. Um, we've met with Anthony Richardson. He yeah. is a divisive player. Okay. Because he is Cam Newton's size. Big. He's faster than Cam. He okay. jumps far higher and further than Cam can. So he was at the combine and showed up. Tearing he showed out. it up. Okay. Absolutely abused the combine. All right. Um, he's like Justin Fields meets Cam Newton. I mean, that that's fun. But also, it's fun, but neither of those QBs are that Cam, good. Well, Cam was an MVP one year. Yeah. Uh, he got hurt and, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Justin Fields is like a fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I do think. But hey, you combine them. Now yeah, you got fun, fun. I, I think like if he finds the right spot, he could be a superstar. But I think his bust potential is also a little high for my comfort. Mm-hmm. And we're not a bad enough team where I'm like willing to kind of take Shoot that risk. For the, yeah, right. Like just an average QB is going to put us in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I think like the, the Vikings are probably just a little too good for that. Now, there are four quarterbacks. The other one, Will Levis from Kentucky, Bryce Young from uh, Alabama, and C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Right. The four of them could all go in the top ten, but usually one quarterback falls in every draft. Mm-hmm. Now, I am going to give you guys my dream scenario mm-hmm. for the Vikings. So at the Combine, Bryce Young, the Alabama quarterback, who yep. a lot of people think will be the number one pick in the draft, came in and was at five foot ten, which is very small for a quarterback. Yeah. He weighed in just over 200 pounds, but that's after I don't months. like being taller than the quarterback yeah. of the team. Months of bulking, he got himself up to 204 pounds. He's going to have his pro day, and people think he'll be at least 10 pounds lighter than that. This is a very small, very slender, short quarterback, Okay, which is going to scare every NFL team. Every team is going to be spooked. Is he bigger or smaller than Kyler Murray? Same height, like skinnier. Wow. Like, Kyler okay. Murray's kind of like a stocky 5'10". Yeah. This guy's like a skinny 5'10". <laughs> right. So I think people are going to be spooked by this guy's, like, body. But he did amazing things for the team. Oh, he's He was he's brilliant. Crazy. He's yeah. brilliant, but he's not a runner either. So he's yeah. like a pocket-passing, small 5'10 guy. All right. It's going to scare everyone away. So I think he's by far the best quarterback in this draft. Really? Like, the number one player, he should be the number one pick. But I can imagine a world where six foot four Anthony Richardson, six foot four Will Levis, and six foot three 
CJ Stroud all could go ahead of him. He could tumble on draft day. And I can imagine a world where our Minnesota Vikings move up and take the falling Bryce Young in the teens or something. Yeah. Mm. Or like the early teens, something like that. And you'd feel great. Great. Yeah, I'd feel great. Really? Do I think this is going to happen? People are probably like, are you kidding me, dude? He's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Hey, this wasn't Breeze kind of small? Yeah. Is he Six bigger? Six foot. So, okay, smaller than everybody. A little smaller than Drew Brees. But like, and but, Russell Wilson, smaller. He's probably um, skinnier, but about the same height. Okay. Just trying but, to put it in perspective. Russell here. was like, Russell's like muscular and could run. Yeah. This guy's not really a runner either. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, he is scary. He is a little scary. Yeah. Like, he's pretty slender. Like, he could get injured. He could, you know, have Anybody a lot of passes injured, knocked down. Like, yeah. it might not go well. And so, I'm just hoping enough teams think it might not go well yeah. for him to fall right into our hands. All right. That'd and be, so, I mean, that would be exciting. I think that when all is said and done, common sense and scouting will win out. And this guy will be, like, the first or second pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if... Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, and C.J. Stroud all test amazing, and they have these bigger bodies, and they're freak athletes. I think teams might talk themselves into those guys and let our guy, Bryce Young, fall to us. Wow. How did that feel saying that? Uh, it felt unreal. It felt, <laughs> felt, 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 felt unreal. like a poser. It felt fake. Like It felt like it wasn't going to happen. So I don't actually think that will happen, guys. I do believe that the Vikings will trade down. Out of round one, they'll pick up like a second and a third round pick, and they'll pick like – you know, off injured cornerbacks <laughs> like we did last year. <laughs> Can't wait. What an exciting day. Yeah, it is. So, guys, that is it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordies podcast. Make sure to tune in later this week for our screencast. We have a ton to talk, a ton to talk about. And we started a new rewatch uh, where we watched... 40-year-old virgin. Let's go. And I can't wait to talk about that. So So many thoughts. (laughs) So many. So until then, thank you guys for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast.